Yo, season two, episode one of Press Play with Augie and Riz is here. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two drive-in theater-going dudes, talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast, and you can also follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's at PressPlayAR on Instagram. On episode 50, we're going to break down and finally review the movie The New Mutants and our experience going to the drive-in movie. Over in Quick News, we'll inform you about the rising amount of multiple streaming videos on demand per household, Scream 5 official release date, and lots more. Stay tuned as Riz lets you know which video on demand and music albums are out this week. I'll let you know about the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Melissa Joan Hart and Sir Ian McKellen. But first, quick news. Leachman Research Group has released their annual study of streaming. Using a sample of about 2,000 households, its report indicating the multiple subscription video-on-demand service, and it is growing. The report by deadline is that the new study from the company found that 78% of households have a subscription to Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Hulu, up 69% in 2018 and 52% in 2015. Usage is also up 40% of adults stream on streaming video on demand service daily up from 30% in 2018 and 16% in 2015. Wowza. And uh, if TV's going going straight to the graveyard. Yeah. Well, TV and and cinema, if you guys noticed, uh, I'm no longer doing Blu-ray releases it's now video on demand releases we are finally getting with the times in season two of augie and riz yeah it's it's gonna be weird what's going to happen within the next three to five years on what how we view tv shows how we view movies because it's getting quicker faster in in our fingertips yeah and knowing what these companies know now during this virus it's all about supply and demand and getting that money um so it's 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 not really surprising to be honest no it's not it's not i don't i i mean i used to buy so so many uh dvds it was ridiculous now i don't i don't buy shit until black black friday i'll get like two or three for like five dollars you know each um it's 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 the way it is you know if if we really want to see something we can uh rent it on demand uh right then and there it's it's everything like you said is at our fingertips it's crazy so um moving on last week the official account of west craven the west craven franchise scream tweeted the announcement that the fifth installment will be hitting theaters January 14th, 2022. It's about a year and hey. some months. And yeah, change. and like three, four months. Wait, what, what month is this? August. The third August of 2020. <laughs> it's like tomorrow's September. So a few, few more. Yeah, a year and a few months. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm still waiting on that Nev Campbell announcement. 
uh, in the next couple weeks, hopefully. If not, then, you know, what what can you do? I guess there, uh, I can at least rest easy that she won't be killed off if she's not in it. So <laughs> Yeah, she's somewhere, like, off yeah. in Seattle. Or they can kill her off off screen, and then, like they did with Jamie Lee Curtis in the later Halloween films. And then for 30 years later, for them to come back and retcon everything they did it 20 years later and then they retconned everything including the 20 year retcon in the 30 year later retcon retcon so uh oh this one's interesting fox is reportedly currently developing the x-files albuquerque an animated comedy spin-off of the famed sci-fi supernatural franchise the potential series will center on office in an office full of misfit agents who investigate X-File cases too wacky, ridiculous, or downright dopey for Mulder and Scully to bother with. They're essentially the X-Files B-team. The animated production company are the same ones behind animated TV shows such as Bob's Burger, Brickleberry, Paradise PD, and Borderland. Um... You know, I, the the live action X Files is pretty much done. Uh, Gillian Anderson had announced that she had no intention of coming back, and regardless, the ratings for the last last season weren't fantastic. Um, I was happy with how it ended. You know, it. I felt it was a good um, it was a good ending. I didn't. You know, I wasn't thrilled that they they retconned um, Mulder and Scully's child. It wasn't wasn't Mulder's son and it turned out not to be Scully's His, son it was like the smoking man's son and then and it was like it was an alien, alien well it was an alien imp- imp- <laughs> that fucking show had, just had gone around in circles so much and see what's well stuck. they 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 actually did set up the smoking man uh impregnating her early on there was there was an episode from years ago where the the smoking man kind of drugged her and put her to sleep when they went on 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 like a car ride or something. Oh my god. And like the fan theory at the time was that he may have like inseminated her. Uh so that turned out to be true, but the alien baby uh but whatever. Moving on, that wasn't their their <laughs> child. Uh in the end uh S- Scully got pregnant for reals uh after um Menopause, uh, which is another X Files. Hey, it, could, it could happen. You never know. And well, maybe she thought it was menopause, and I'm, you know, in my mind, um, they're happy somewhere, and in some crazy uh, woman's mind, she still wants to know the name of their baby. Okay, but let's talk about the the, the cartoon show. <laughs> I can go on and on about X Files. Uh, you know what? I'm excited about this. I like that the franchise will be. You know, going on in some form. Uh, I would have liked to have seen an animated Mulder and Scully maybe go on, but this sounds like fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be a comedy a comedy show. I'm excited. And yeah, and um, by the production people that are behind such animated shows like Bob's Burger, Paradise BT, B, PD, yeah, <laughs> and Brickleberry, I I kind of understand what type of comedy, what type of animation this might develop or might look like on TV and the type of humor. So I'm all for it. And Chris Carter is involved. The creator is involved as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's even awesome. I hope they don't pull what they did with Netflix and Avatar The Last Airbender. 
Um, but besides that, um, would you be surprised if Mulder and Scully lend their voices? I mean, voice acting is is not as such of a hard thing to put together as like a casting or you know getting people together to go fly into like the desert or whatnot. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I uh, I don't think that. Well, I'm sure that it won't be canon. You know what I mean? It's it's just a side thing. Like the Star Wars animated show is. I mean, not Star Wars. The the Star Trek animated comedy show that, that they they're doing on CBS uh, now. Never heard of. They're it. doing something similar with Star Trek. Oh, okay. Um, where it's just like a comedy uh, animated show. So I don't think it's going to be canon. You know what I mean? So if we see Mulder and Scully, it's just going to be Mulder and Scully as you know. The agents or it, pictures? No, or... as as the as their agents. Like they they visited the Simpsons one time. It had nothing to do with the actual X Files storyline, but it was the characters. Ah, I get it. I get what you mean. Right. Okay, so yay for this. I'm down. Yay! Hey. <laughs> Sweet. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jono, and I am the world's worst date. Legit, guys are fleeing from me. So naturally, I made a podcast about the search for my first boyfriend and called it Desperately Seeking. Each episode, I kiki with my friends about my latest date stories and they let me know where I stuffed it up along the way. I mean, if I want to find Mr. Right, then I need to know what I'm doing wrong, right? Join the fun and laugh at my misfortune. Download Desperately Seeking wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, guys, and after three years, we finally got to see New Mutants. It was a pretty interesting experience, uh, but before we do get into that, we want to talk about our experience going to the drive-in. Uh, it was our first time, right? It was your first time? Yep. Very cool. Um, and we went to, in South Florida, there's this sw- this flea market called the Swap Shop. Where's the bargain? At the Swap Shop. Where's the bargain? At the swap shop. Where's the bargain? Okay, enough with the free publicity. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was our first time. We really wanted to see this movie, but of course, the Rona and all that stuff, we didn't feel comfortable going into a movie theater. Although there were some movie theaters in our area about 20 miles away. I actually think it was playing uh, at Regal, uh, which yeah. isn't that far mm. in Miami Lakes. And uh, we just didn't feel comfortable. And we're no. like, hey, let's check out the drive-in. It's a new experience. Um, and that was interesting. I want to say that even after the Rona, they should bring back drive-in theaters and give that an option for people. Because like us, we want to watch a movie. We don't want to watch the person in front of us checking their Facebook account. We don't want the person... You know, off to the side, taking a picture of themselves selfie to allow or to let their 45 followers that they're at the movies. Yeah. In this case, the person in front of us is, you know, smoking a, a, a loogie or a loogie. <laughs> Ew, a loogie's a booger. A stogie. In, in, or... this, <laughs> in this case, the person in front of us is, you know, smoking a stogie and the person to the left of us is probably getting a BJ. But, you know, it's all in good fun. And we are we don't not have to look distracted at it. No. by it, you know? And it's fine, you know? And not only that, like, in your own car, you can bring your, your friends with you. And you guys can laugh about it, talk about it, you know? And it's just more of a 
privacy or as the British say, privacy. I've been listening and watching a lot of The Crown. So we have to keep on 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 schedule. Schedule. Yeah. Schedule. Uh, And not only that, you can bring, you know, your own snacks. You can bring a cooler. I mean, we, we got Burger King before and we were we finished it. Well, we waited in line. We could have brought it, you know, inside. Um, yeah. And they had a pretty good selection with the uh, with the food stands. Yeah, like it not was only cool. it was basic theater food, nacho popcorn soda, but they had pizza, hamburgers, chicken wings, uh, like a full meal. Yeah, I had a milkshake. French fries, milkshake. And I will be working that off for a week. <laughs> it was good though. So it was like an array of a variety of of. A food which was pretty cool had we known that because we thought you know with with covid mine like that's not going to be open right. and all that stuff but it had a really awesome array and and variety of food that you can munch on um another thing is while we parked there was two other screens one on each side from the screen that we were watching so let's say it was screen one two and three and we were watching screen two Three was like right next to screen two. Yeah. Or screen three was right next to screen two. And number one was just off to the side, but tilted at an angle that we can also see it. So it's very distracting. It was a little, it was a little distracting. Uh, I, I expected it to be a little more organized and maybe cut off from the other, other screens. Uh, but that wasn't the case. The one thing that I would do differently if we do it again would be actually to, to go up a little closer. Um, okay. Because it did seem a little far off and it was hard to focus. And the movie that we saw was um, pretty dark. Yeah. You know, just dark in general. Uh, and it's I guess it's not the case with most movies because the other two, you know, to the sides of us look bright as hell. So I think it's it's just that sort of dark, scary movie. For the revamp, uh, it, like you said, I would like for it to be cut off. Like each screen has its own lot, so it won't be as distracting while watching it. But at the same time, if one person doesn't like that movie that you're with, you can just download like an FM app on your phone and just listen <laughs> watch to the other one. <laughs> watch the other one, and uh, that that kind of works too, I That's guess. Clever, yeah. Uh, but yeah. There was not really much of an inconvenient, like, except for the the ganja seeping through our air filter and into the car. Um, people, mm. like, there was one girl who got confused and almost opened our door. Our door. <laughs> and the guy behind us flashed her with his lights, not with. <laughs> Funny story, ladies and gentlemen. I went to um, the store with my parents uh, a few years ago. And they dropped me off to run in and get them something. And they were going to wait outside. Uh, So I went and I purchased whatever I needed to purchase. And I went outside and I went to the car and I opened it and almost got in. There was a a baby looking at me. It was not my parents' car. And someone was in the front seat looking (laughs) at me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. How embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, So lock your doors. (laughs) So, other than that, I think it's something that for us to look forward to now that we have that option to go to the movie. Something to look forward to in the weekends. Yeah, it was fun. And, you know, for $7, you can't beat it. That's how much we pay uh, for for our matinees. So, or maybe a little less, but still, Mm -hmm. it was fun. I I really, you know, I really um, liked it. On to the movie. 
The New Mutants finally released August 28th, 2020, and it was directed by Josh Boone, the director of The Faults in Our Star. The movie so far on its weekend box office uh, made an impressive $7 million, which is pretty impressive in the day of Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cast includes Anya Taylor-Joy, love, Macy Williams, love, Charlie Heaton, mm. Blue Hunt, love, Alice Braga, Henry Zaga. Who's Blue Hunt? Uh, Moonstar. Danny Moonstar. Oh, I thought that was Alice Braga. Who's Alice? Alice? Oh, Alice Braga must be doctor. the doctor. Okay. And the synopsis is five young mutants just discovering their ability while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. All right. Um, Do you want to start? So going into this movie, I honestly... I'm not a comic book person, so I didn't know what I was getting into, and and I I I wanted to leave leave it that way. I wanted to experience this world um, for the first time for the first time. You know what I mean? Uh, and I you know I ended up liking the movie. It, it it was a little rushed, it seemed, and it was shorter than I was expecting. But I I feel like. Uh, as far as making a scary movie, there were were a few really good scares. Um, I liked what they put together. Um, my one complaint would be, even though I love Anya Taylor-Joy, her accent was in and out. Um, there was one scene where she's talking and she's talking normal. And I'm like, didn't this bitch have an accent? Is this, <laughs> is this part of the plot line that she's suddenly American? Huzzah, I fooled you. <laughs> yeah. And then no, no. In the next scene, she has the thick accent again. But, uh, you know, I ended up really liking it. Um, specifically, do you, do you want to get into it specifically? Well, first off, I want to talk about the movie as an X-Men movie or an, a New Mutants movie. I don't feel like it was, especially for the character development, who these characters are. I, If you're going into this movie with that mindset, you're not going to have a good time. First and foremost, the most controversial issue of this movie is the whitewashing of Sunspot, played by Henry Zaga. His character, uh, Sunspot, is an Afro-Latino Brazilian man. Uh, or boy who is specifically black. In fact, in the comic books, his the way his powers manifested was him being in a soccer match and a white Brazilian guy told him that, you know, because he's black, he'll always be an animal and a savage. Hmm. And that's what what ticked off and created or sparked his mutation to become Sunspot. And if you notice throughout the years, Marvel Comics have tried to lighten his skin more and more and more. Hmm. Uh, but in reality, he is his his skin color is of a black person. Uh, but they change his whole backstory that his power manifested when he hooked up with a girl and he got horny and he got heated and he burned her to death. Very similar to uh, Rogue's backstory in the original X-Men film. Which, if you guys don't remember, kissed a boy and ended up in a coma for several weeks. Hmm. Uh, that part, again, if you're thinking about that, you're not going to have a good time. 
Uh, Macy William as Wolfbane. I think she was better Wolfbane or as Rain St. Clair than actual Wolfbane. I was hoping to see her more of a pharaoh anthropomorphic type, like lichen, lichen body type thing. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that maybe the reason why she, they didn't show her mutation or her morphing is because they wanted to save that wow factor for 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 the viewers when they go see it but unfortunately spoiler alert they didn't even use cgi they just used a wolf or or a big dire wolf it wasn't a cgi wolf maybe they they placed the wolf uh oh cinematically oh, in see. it but it wasn't like cgi my theory there is that um they were planning on developing the like you said the um the lichen like character image for a sequel that they were playing that for one of the sequels maybe that are, are not to be unfortunately maybe um charlie heaton's character was okay uh but that character is supposed to be like six foot three lanky arms lanky like very awkward very thin that's the kid from uh, stranger things yes okay okay and Anya Taylor-Joy was pretty good. Blue Hunt was pretty good. Both of them were my favorite out of the whole thing, uh, out of the whole movie cast. Alice Braga, I felt like I didn't... I I feel like she, she wanted to portray like this evil scientist, but it didn't go through to me. That's all the X-Men part. Also... I didn't. I felt like the movie was trying to be an, a mutant X Men film, a horror film, and a young adult film all together, and it probably. I had trouble trying to fit my head into what this was, and this is me thinking after I saw the movie, uh, like what type of movie is this? Because it did try to push the envelope to be horror, and if Fox Studios and other fucking studios out there need to let these creative people do what they want to do um but if fox sh let josh go back to reshoots before all this fiasco happened three years ago i think it would have achieved the level of horror that i guess i was expecting or a lot of viewers were expecting anything you want to add on that horse horror uh aspect um, it, honestly, for a PG-13 movie, it, it's what I was expecting. You know what I mean? The 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 guys with the creepy um, the creepy masks, uh, mm -hmm. smiley masks, they were creepy. Um, and that, I guess that was probably the scariest thing there. Uh, I uh, I liked the um, that it was very self-contained. Not you know not to move on from the horror, but to move on from the horror that it was a very self-contained cast. Like there's six or seven characters and actors and that's it you know in the entire movie uh which you don't see a lot of anymore um so that um that was interesting to me um and i really like the special effects i did too i did love the special the special effect um also switching to young adult uh very cliches um what's that movie the breakfast, the breakfast Club montage of everyone having a good time and spinning in chairs and wheelchairs. That was cliched. Not that it really bothered me, 
But I'm like, oh, nah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, those are like three genre into one movie is what I think. Now, you have to, when you go into these comic book movies, you have to go in with an open mind. You have to go in that the comic book version is something totally different than the movie version. Again, I know that X-Men get a lot of flack about it, but I feel like not a lot of flack gets thrown to Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios, because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't coincide with the comics. Vision's origin, um, Scarlet Witch and the Twins' origin is, as well, and no one says everything but gives them a round of applause because it was made by Marvel Studios in a company with Disney now. So I just feel like it can be very hypocritical at point, not including the whitewashing. I understand that part and I understand why people and myself can be a little bothered by it because you have movies like Rooney Mara in Peter Pan who was who whitewashed mm -hmm. Tiger Lily, yep. uh, Jared Leto who didn't whitewash but won his Oscar for gay baiting um, as a trans person, uh, Eddie Redmayne also as a trans person. Uh, and so on and so forth. Has there ever been a trans person to win? Well, the, the yeah, she won a couple years ago. The um, international. And w did she play a trans character? Yes. Yes, oh, she did. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, something we should mention. Uh, we've been talking a bit about how uh, these franchise movies kind of gay bait us. Uh, how Star Star Wars franchise had like the background kiss with the female characters, or the Last Avengers movie had the 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 guy grieving his his uh, played husband. by the director, one of the Russo brothers at the beginning. He he so, mentions he had a husband. So well, that's my intake on that. So you let's get into the movie since we're going to talk about that. I, yeah. I feel like that's where you're segueing to. Yeah, yeah. Go. Okay. So that's. I just want to say I'm done with with my nitpick of of those three genre into one movie. Felt like you were done. <laughs> um, so yeah, they um, there there were like articles about how there would be um a, a gay storyline in it, and Maisie Williams came out and said it's this this is the real deal, you know, and you know I remember reading that I'm like you know it's just they're just mm -hmm. baiting us again. It's gonna be like a fake out or a two second thing and it was a fully formed uh gay storyline uh, between Maisie Williams character and Blue Hunt's character um and what i liked about the way they did it was it could have very easily been a guy and a girl um characters they they didn't make a big deal out of it it was just two characters coming together. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. I And I think what you're trying to say is that it didn't have like a taboo undertone to no, it. No. Or like, let us let me steal a kiss from you in the bathroom type stuff. Right. It was totally normal, organic. Two people just coming together, liking each other. And it was really good. And I, it wasn't like the main part of the story. It just happened to be part of the story, you yeah. know, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm thrilled for, you know, because we don't get to see that in in nope. in genre movies like this. Very, very few. So I, I want to give this movie kudos for that. Cool. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's uh, unless you have something else you want to say about that. Uh, about No, I'm, I'm good. There was uh a uh, Buffy, 
<gasps> yes, we freaking freaked out. Yeah, uh, the characters were watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer in two separate scenes, which, of course, I I knew which episode they were watching each time. And the first scene, they were watching The Body from season five. And then later on, they were watching uh, Hush from season four. Uh, and I guess storyline-wise, you kind of understand why they chose those episodes at those times. But in Riz's mind, why are they watching them out of order, you know? <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> but in, in the body, uh, I mean, in yeah, in the body, um, it was the scene where uh, Willow and Tara kissed uh, for the first time. And, yes. the, and the only time when the show was on the WB. And Joss Whedon has, has said that he... He literally threatened to quit the show unless they allowed it to happen because he kept trying, trying, and trying, and mm. the WB kept turning him down. And he said, "If if if this doesn't happen, uh, I'm off. I'm gone." And they they put it in, and then of course it went on to the CW or not the CW, UPN, UPN, where they were allowed to to you know. I was about to get graphic. They yeah. they were allowed to do a little bit more than kissing on that show. Uh, and you kind of understand because it's Maisie Williams' character watching it, so that I guess it's a little bit of a, uh, a foreshadow. A foreshadow about what might occur after. Exactly. Um, and I was trying to think. The hush. They showed the scene of hush where she um, was just kicking ass. She yeah she was she was killing like she had she had just um, yeah she was kicking the the gentleman's ass and she was about to um discover her power uh to scream and then that would explode their heads so i think that might have something to do with blue hunt's character her discovering her power to um to defeat the the doctor and basically um uh, release everyone from their prison yeah so yeah and the movie takes place uh in a Mental Institute that Blue Hunts, or Danny Moonstar in this case, has been admitted to after a freak accident in her town. And she starts meeting everyone, and slowly but surely you start knowing everyone's kind of powers and everyone's past and why they're there. But it everything is against their will. There's a force field around the facility that they can't go anywhere, and we realize halfway through the movie that Danny Moonstar is the one that is uh, creating these illusions of fear per per character and their past. Uh, she um, she like oh, look when at that girl jogging, get it, girl. Some random lady is jogging. Basically, when she's sleeping, yes. she manifests these uh, these demons or whatever. Um, as a defense, that's her. That's her X Men X Men defense, um, and it's pretty cool. Like the the way that that, that they um, that they a reveal her powers, they reveal everyone's powers. I really liked Anya Taylor Joy's powers, where she um, she goes to limbo. Yeah, she's a queen of limbo, and she has the the puppet, which Lockheed. is cool. That that kind of turns animated when she goes into the limbo. That was really cool. So I uh, yeah, they didn't really go into details where those men f are are from which is another reason why we might think that that could possibly lead into what what could have been the the sequel or the the second sequel from this from this movie yeah. because we know how did cannibal manifested it uh we know uh 
Sunspot and Rain Sinclair, but we don't know why Majit got this. Or, you know, she did explain it that it was from her past or when she was a child, but she never, it was never explained where these slender men came from, what was the purpose of it, and so on and so forth. Uh, after a while, you realize that um, the nurse, uh, I want to say her name is. I can't remember the character's name, but Alice's Bra Braga uh, gets an email to terminate uh, Moonstar because she is too dangerous. And we realize that it's from SX Corporation, X-Men fans. If you know, SX Corporation is from Mr. Sinister, Nathaniel SX himself. I like the Logan. Um... The Logan. I was going to mention that. The Logan crossover? Yes, I was going to so, mention that. So, timeline, this probably happens before Logan. Because they do mention the X-Men, but not past tense. Because mm -hmm. you see in Danny's visions, uh, the testing facility that X-23 or Laura Kinney was in, in, in the movie Logan. Logan. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So then that's when everything just hits the ceiling fan and they have to first defeat their own demons, including the Slendermans, to then fight and beat uh, Alice Braga and try to escape. All in all, again, the movie, apart from what I all mentioned in the beginning, is decent. Is a watchable movie. It's entertaining enough, you know... Um... I, I don't I don't really know what else to I saw a comment say. that said if I can sit through Generation X, I can sit through this. What's Generation X? The T V show? The old X Men T V show? I never like how old is it? Is it an animated show? No, it was a real life. Generation X, it was on T V. Well it was like early nineties. Wow. Um it it You know what not, I vaguely remember, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think you have a magazine about it. <laughs> Um, also, if it's not as bad as Wolverine Origins, is not as bad as Apocalypse and his fucked up makeup. Like it's, I liked it better than Phoenix. I'm gonna say Phoenix and Apocalypse. It it is watchable. It, it it's not as bad as people say. People just hate to hate, yeah. and these critics are these critics that will rave Tenet, but will dog a superhero movie and it's just two different movies you can't rate one person cannot rate two different movies like that or yeah. you can't follow someone like that or will rave i don't know the godfather but will shit on lemis or something like that well lemis wasn't that great either but whatever i would give it from a one to five. Oh, me first yeah i'll give it uh 3.75 I would give it a 3.7 as well. If you have a movie theater, go. Guys, this is like the height of nerd fandom. We <laughs> should go and support these movies, even if you don't like it, even if you've never read a comic book, because this wasn't like this in the 80s or in the 70s. We should be happy that these are, these are our time. And of course, using social distancing and being careful and all that stuff. Riz, what are the video on demand <laughs> and music that are out now? Uh, well, Bill and Ted Face the Music is out. Uh, we have to watch the first two. I have to rewatch. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen 
you've ever seen the first two? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, uh, we have to watch, and then we'll see that one. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see. I remember really liking them when I was a kid. Uh, Blood Quantum is out. Children of the Sea is out. Robin's Wish, which is a, a documentary about uh, Robin Williams, uh, is out. And Critical Thinking is also out this week. Uh, new music out. Lovelies has a new album. Six Nine has a new album. Big Sean, Billy Callahan, Billy Ocean, Boy and Bear, Declan McKenna, Hannah Grace all have new albums out. Hertz has a new album. Hardy has a new album. Ooh. The Pineapple Thief new album. I don't know. Oh, you know what song I was listening to that I like? I want to check out. It's from Ra Ra Riots. What? I don't know, but Rostam is in it. X member ah, of Vampire. Sweet. Uh, San Cisco has a new album. Scott Hellman has a new album. I feel like I already mentioned that Tricky had a new album out. Uh, Wanho has a new album. Yeel has a new album. And Lana Del Rey does not have a new album. Although this list says she does. Okay. So you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Yes, I do. Okay, so on the top of the show, I said that this week's Six Degrees Separation is Melissa Joan Hart. And Sir Ian McKellen. All right. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was in Can't Hardly Wait. She had a cameo, an uncredited cameo in Can't Hardly Wait, uh, which also starred Seth Green. Seth Green, of course, was in Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin was in Good Son with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, of course, was in Lord of the Rings with Sir Ian McKellen. And there you have it. And our fact of the week is in Pretty Woman, Edward, played by Richard Gere, snapping the necklace case down on Vivian, played by Julia Roberts' fingers, was improvised by Gere, and Roberts' reaction, the laughter, the famous, famous laughter, was totally natural. The filmmakers liked it so much, they decided to leave it in. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It belongs to the sex workers of the world. Ooh, yes, hunty. We come to the end of this week's episode. Happy that you are continuing to press play with us. Any movies to review or music to check out, email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay2 at gmail.com. And follow us at, on Instagram at pressplayar. That's at pressplayar on Instagram. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.